The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on a Sunday morning here on Vivio Radio where we talk to Rob Kay and we have a guest as well who I remember from some time ago. So we'll get to his name in just a second. <laughs> How are you doing, Rob? I'm very well, thank you. How are you yourself? I'm very well. Yeah. Now, last week you mentioned the French budget for 2024 has been announced, so I assume you've now had time to cast your forensic eye over the details. We're once again joined by Blevins Frank's private client manager, James Griffiths, who can give us a take on the budget from a Blevins Frank's client perspective. However, before we discuss the budget, what caught your eye in the news this last week, Rob? Well, this week France uh, seems to have been preoccupied with with bedbugs and Article 49.3. The bedbug story started when it was reported that Parisian hotels have been overrun with them. Since then, searching for bedbugs has become more popular than kids with mobile phones looking for Pokemon characters. The wave of sightings is not letting up. Parisian metro drivers now claim to have seen those pests on, on their trains... Uh, passengers have reported seeing them on CNCF trains and they've been discovered in Parisian cinemas. And then finally this week, a study by the by the French Health and Safety Authority said that around 11% of all French homes are now infected with the insects. After virtually disappearing in the 1950s, bedbug sightings have gradually been increasing since the 1990s. This re-emergence is being blamed on an increase in domestic and international travel because bedbugs appear wherever humans live, work or spend time. Now, Article 49.3 is the political mechanism which the French government can use to push legal changes through the Assemblée Nationale or the Senate without requiring a majority vote. It's controversial because it allows the government to force through a bill without gaining approval from, from Parliament. On Saturday night, Prime Minister Bourne used the mechanism for the 13th time to force through a change during a very short time in office. As usual, the start of a new month means France has welcomed some new rules and changes. From this month, the state-regulated LEP, which is a savings account for those on modest incomes, will allow savers to increase their holdings to €10,000. The previous maximum was €7,700. The Bank of France estimates that almost 19 million people are eligible for an LEP account, but currently less than 7 million have one. Over the past couple of years, this broadcast um, has made reference to inflation on, on fairly frequent occasions, even dedicating whole broadcasts to the subject and how we can reduce its impact. Well, this week there's been finally some good news. The British Retail Retail Consortium reported gross inflation slid into negative territory last month. The main reason for for this was was down to a battle maybe between supermarkets to win over customers with lower prices, but also the passing on of lower costs of raw material. And that was also a a great big factor. Year-on-year grocery costs were actually up 9.9% in September compared to 11.5% in August which is the weakest pace of growth for well over 12 months. This led in turn to shop price inflation dropping from 6.9% to 6.2%. Now, politicians on both sides of the channel uh, dominated the headlines this week, or it seemed so. In France, it was the Prime Minister, the Finance Minister and the 2024 budget. In the UK, it was Rishi Sunak, the Tory party and their annual conference in Manchester, 
where ironically Sunak announced the northern leg of HS2 connecting Birmingham to Manchester would be scrapped. But he then quickly also said every single penny of the £36 million that would be saved would be reinvested in hundreds of new transport projects in the north and in the Midlands. Sunak said the facts have changed and the right thing to do is have the courage to change direction, calling HS2 the ultimate example of the old consensus and what is really needed are better transport connections in the north and he promised this would be a priority. Before we look at next year's French budget, the budget process in France is quite different to what many of us are familiar with, right? Yeah, um, if we're comparing it, let's say, to the UK budget, Howard, yes, the process is, is very different. It, it was recently announced that Jeremy Hunt will deliver the UK's autumn statement on, Nove on November 22nd. And actually, anything he announces from the dispatch box that afternoon can, in theory, be, intru be introduced immediately. The French budget is proposed, then under the French Constitution it must be considered and approved by both the National Assembly and the Senate within a maximum period of 70 days. The French Constitution prevents those bodies from making any amendments to the overall spending and revenue amounts that have been proposed by the government. Once the budget is approved by Parliament, the government can then adjust up to 2% of the budget without having to seek further parliamentary approval. The French budget also only relates to central government income and expenditure. There are separate budgets for social security, regional authorities and local authorities. So as you would expect, there are a lot of moving parts, a lot of, and a lot of vested interests who all want their slice of the overall cake. Setting aside the details for the moment, what is the backstory to this year's French budget? Um, France's 2024 finance bill has the inevitable challenge of trying to solve the particularly different budget equation of rising public debt, persistent inflation, rising interest rates and sluggish growth. Unfortunately for the government, over the past few months, all the French economic indicators have turned red, which leaves them very little riddle room in the current environment because their revenue is falling while spending is seemingly out of control. France has set itself three priorities, invest in the environmental transition, strengthen public services and reduce the public deficit. These challenges have been widely described as trying to square the circle and efforts will continue well beyond the end of 2024 because the government is also trying to pass a law which puts in place a long-term budget plan which is a prerequisite to getting access to European recovery funds. Relative to its European partners, France is in a very delicate position. It needs to reduce its public deficit to well below 3% by 2027, which will require annual savings of in excess of 12 million euros. And it's trying to do this without any political agreement being in place, so there's no guarantee of success. The 3 trillion euros of debt accumulated over the past few decades will continue to be a millstone around France's neck, regardless of who occupies the Elysee Palace repaying this debt will weigh more and more heavily on annual budgets and by 2027 the debt burden is projected to be the largest budget item. Financially speaking France is no longer able to make the lofty economic promises it may have done in the past. Marine Le Pen is demanding lower taxes, the left is calling for higher spending and the right is demanding massive tax cuts. The government has also worsened its position by promising not to raise taxes to solve the economic situation 
while also co committing to invest in the environmental transition, health education and defence issues. It looks like a Gordian knot of a problem. One prominent, prominent commentator recently said, to find a way through all this, everyone is going to have to revisit what they take for granted and abandon political positions that are miles away from the reality of the country's finances. So, considering what you've just said, did the budget contain any surprises? <laughs> uh, as everyone expected, the budget um, is and was very vanilla. Vanilla. Bruno Le Maire, the finance minister, had already broken cover a couple of weeks before when he announced that, that tax thresholds will rise by 4.8%, which means a married couple will be able to earn €22,500 before they start paying income tax. The income tax rates will remain unchanged at 11 30 41 and 45%, so a married couple will not move into the 30% income tax bracket until their household income exceeds €57,500, which still feels quite generous compared to some of France's neighbours, including the UK. France's welfare payments will also be increased by 4.6% and pensions by 5.2% to help households fight inflation. Le Maire said the primary challenge is to respond to the worsening inflation crisis and the worst crisis we've seen since the 1970s, which is hitting developed countries without any exception. The second challenge is to bring down debt and reduce the deficit. While the giveaways will cost €25 billion, Euros, inflation will ironically boost value-added sales tax by €10 billion. And the government also expects to generate a further £10 billion of savings by ending the gas and power price caps. By making its tax policies green, the government aims to then use those proceeds to fund its green investment plans by raising taxes on businesses and activities which pollute. The tax breaks farmers and public works companies currently get on their vehicle fuel will gradually reduce and existing taxes on high carbon emitting cars will be reinforced under an enhanced incentive stroke disincentive programme. Toll road operators and airport operators will be hit with a brand new tax which will raise, they estimate, an additional €600 million Euros per year. The Mary also said that the 2024 budget will implement the global corporate tax minimum of 15%, which was agreed by 140 countries in 2021, and that alone will generate a further 1.5 billion euros of tax revenue by 2025. Howard, this budget was all about what was not said rather than what was announced. During the pandemic, President Macron made the country a promise. He said France would not replenish the financial hall that was created by supporting its citizens through Covid by increasing taxation. Noble words, but they're starting to feel a little hollow. It's true, and unusually for a, for a politician, he's been as good as his word. Direct taxation has not increased. However, France has continued the tax strategy that has recently been strongly adopted by the UK of freezing its capital tax thresholds. Despite rumours to the contrary, there was no mention in the budget about increasing succession tax thresholds or reducing succession tax rates. Capital gains are taxed from the first euro of gain and property gains can still incur the 6% surtax, which was introduced as a temporary tax over 10 years ago now. Macron shifted wealth tax solely onto property in 2018, but the EFE thresholds have not substantially changed since way back in 1989. Succession tax thresholds were tweaked back when Nicolas Sarkozy was the French president. 
But all he did was reduce the amount children can inherit, can inherit tax-free from their parents from €180,000 to where it stands today, €100,000. If you're not married and you want to leave your partner something when you die, he or she will be presented with a 60% succession tax bill. The same situation applies to stepchildren. If you want to leave them something when you die, they can receive just €1,600. But after that, the French government takes the lion's share and the kids get just 40%. During last week's broadcast, we discussed at length how we can protect our income and our assets. If any of the listeners doubted that advice, this week's budget announcement was a timely reminder. We all need to have a financial plan and we then need to review that plan on a regular basis. So turning to James, welcome back to the broadcast, James. Can we start by discussing what a Brevins Frank's private client manager is and what do you do? Yeah, well, it's good to be back after a busy summer. Um, so Blevins Frank's uh, private client manager is rather unique in the financial advice industry as it's our job to look after existing clients. With many advice companies, it's common that plans are set in place and then the client rarely hears from the advisor again. At Blevins Franks, the private client manager's sole job is to look after those existing clients. So we work closely with the partners and our clients to ensure the holistic financial planning that has been put in place is performing as expected and remains the most tax-efficient solution for them. But not only that, situations can also change over time that require additional financial planning. As an example, last year I met a client for a review meeting. When I was going over her situation, she told me that in the last year, in the, in the last year roughly, her sister had unfortunately passed away. Although it's a difficult topic to discuss when loved ones pass away, we've delved into what she was inheriting and it turned out that his father had done a very good financial planning job in the UK that kept the money flowing down the bloodline. As the client's sister didn't have any children, the trust went to our client, which would not be a problem if she was a UK resident, but the client's been living in France for many years. Had this conversation to bring me up to speed on her situation not happened, she'd have ended up being required to produce a very long and onerous trust declaration for the French tax authorities. The tax declaration aside, she'd have been lumbered with a sizeable tax bill that she wasn't expecting. Instead, we liaised with the trustees and restructured the money so she didn't have the tax bill or the hassle of preparing a French trust declaration. She then received the money tax efficiently and protected her children's right to the money in line with her dad's wishes. Given the ongoing interaction you have with Levin's Frank's clients, I suppose, as Rob said, it's really important to review how budgets impact your client situations. Yeah, for sure. Changes to domestic and EU legislation significantly impacts people's situations. For our clients living in France and still working, the increase of the French retirement age can have an impact on when people stop working. But like with many things, with the right planning, there are always ways to work around this. Changing legislation can also provide people with opportunities. For example, the removal of the lifetime allowance, or LTA as it's known, without going into too much detail. The LTA, LTA meant that there was a maximum amount people could have in their pensions without having to pay an additional tax of up to 55% when they access or transfer it. For people living in Europe, they have the option to move their pension out of the UK and more importantly, away from UK rules but it's the value of the pension. If the value of the pension was over the LTA, there would be a charge. Uh, with, the, with the LTA now gone, they can move their pension out of the UK and away from UK rules without paying this charge, no matter what the pension value. But it's expected that the LTA will be reintroduced at some point, and if the polls are to be believed and Labour get elected next year, 
they've been very open in the fact that they will be reintroducing the LTA and even there's even possibility they could reduce the allowance. I understand the surfer 3916 has become a big deal for French residents with overseas assets. Yes, certainly. It's, it's a document a lot, not a lot of people are aware of. Even French accountants have not been completing them. I have a client that uses a national accountancy practice to do their tax returns, and they were shocked one day when they were sent a fine of €10,500 for having undisclosed accounts overseas. All their accounts have been declared to the accountant as they received interest, which was included on the main tax declaration. But the accountant hadn't completed the SURFA 3916. And unfortunately, this isn't something. This is something we are now seeing often when looking over tax documents with clients. Another common one we we see is people not declaring Monaco bank accounts because they think Monaco and France are linked, so there's no need to do it, or or it doesn't even cross their mind that their local bank they use as a French resident is actually in Monaco. Checking these documents if you do the returns yourself or with an accountant if you use one is a worthwhile exercise as fines are often waived for first-time offence if you rectify it yourself. If it's a tax office that comes after you for a mistake you've made, it, it could be very costly. The fine per account is €1,500 and goes up to €10,000 if the account is in a country that doesn't have a tax treaty with France. If this happens, it's almost certain that you'll face the relevant fines. It's very unlikely you'll be able to appeal, unfortunately. Turning back to Rob, Rob, you mentioned the Tory party conference during the news section earlier. Were there any hints that might give us some advance warning about next month's UK's budget? Um, in his keynote speech, Rishi Sunak claimed to be the man to change Britain as he laid out plans to stop 14-year-olds from ever being able to legally buy cigarettes under a plan to raise the legal age of, of sale every year. He announced plans to reform the education system by scrapping A-levels and replacing them with a new qualification which he called the Advanced British Standard. And as I said earlier, he promised to invest £36 billion in transport infrastructure in the North and in the Midlands by scrapping the northern leg of HS2. He said the reforms are part of a mission to fundamentally change the United Kingdom and he shares the public's feeling of exhaustion with politics, which is quite worrying, I think, from a, a Prime Minister. He obviously disappointed those with hopes of a quick return to the bosom of Europe when he described Brexit as a vote to change, to become something more. And he went on to say Brexit was a statement of a belief that Britain could start a new story. He then claimed leaving the EU has improved UK growth, and since leaving the single market, Britain has grown faster than France, Germany, because of Brexit. During his speech, Sunak did pledge to cut taxes ahead of the next election, but he also insisted inflation must fall first. He said he wants tax cuts, and they will be delivered, but the best tax cut people can be given right now is to halve inflation and ease the cost of living. The messages coming out of both Downing Street and the Elysee Palace are very, very similar. We will bring down taxes eventually, but first we need to sort out inflation. So if our governments are preoccupied with inflation and therefore unable to help us with our tax challenges, for at least the next few years, we all need an alternative. Blevins Franks is fully authorised to provide cross-border tax and financial advice in France and specifically with respect to assets left in the UK after we have left. 
Living Strengths partners live and work where our clients live, so they have an in-depth knowledge of the tax and the succession regimes in France and Monaco, as well as lots of other common issues which UK expatriates face. An initial conversation with a Blevins Franks partner is complimentary, so to arrange a telephone call or a face-to-face meeting, call Blevins Franks. Our telephone number is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And if it's more convenient to contact our Monaco office, the telephone number here in Monaco of our Monaco office is 9777-5574. That's 97775574. And if you'd like to know more about Blevins Franks, or if it's easy to contact us via the internet, you can visit our website, which is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll talk again next Sunday. Thanks very much, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Focusing on the big picture. At Blevins Franks, our financial advisors take a holistic approach. We get to know our clients, your family situation and objectives, and our integrated advice covers tax and estate planning, savings and investments, and pensions. We aim to consolidate many of your assets, keeping things simple for you and your family and heirs. Get in touch with your local Blevins Franks advisors today. Visit BlevinsFranks.com. That's BlevinsFranks.com.